I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hi, I'm Becky Galantine. You may know me as My Bloody Galantine, and I'm a paranormal investigator, and I'm here to play real or creepy. Hi, my name is Jules Nolan, better known as the Hex Baby Online or your friendly neighborhood vampire. And today, I'm here to play real or creepy. That's right, everybody. It's Noah Daniels, and I am here to host Real or Creepy. We've got another exciting episode for you tonight. We're going to jump right in for the story. It's titled, I was strangled in my room by nothing. It was December of 2019 and my family was coming back from a family dinner. I shared a room with my brother at the time and we didn't get along. So he went to bed and I stayed up listening to music. I put on Hotel California by the Eagles and closed my eyes. I heard whispers through my earbuds and I said, hey man, talking to my brother, what were you trying to say? And he was silent. I thought maybe I was just hearing things like when you'll be in your room and you think your mom is calling you, that kind of thing. Put my earbuds in and tried to ignore what had just happened. And then I got gut feeling telling me to get out of there. I will admit I hid under the sheets. I thought that would help for some reason, but it didn't. Under the sheets, I felt this energy. It was dark. It wanted to hurt me and it did. I felt hands wrap around my neck and push my head towards the wall. I kicked and pushed around and gasped and then it let go. 
I lifted my sheet up, expecting to see someone, but there was nobody there. My brother woke up tired, and he asked me why I looked distressed, and I told him everything, and he thought I was lying. Still, I think about it, and I wonder what I encountered, and it scares me. I am a religious and spiritual person, and I pray a lot for safety against evil, and I like to think it works, dot, 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 for the most part. Uh, <laughs> so, Becky, you obviously have been in the paranormal world for a while and have done so, a lot of investigating. Have you come across stories like this where people are saying they've been so violently attacked by the supernatural? And if so, how does this one compare to those stories? My red flag was when they recorded mentally what emotion they were feeling before it happened. So most people will say something happened to them, but they won't say, I remember feeling like uh, I should get out of there. Like, uh, who remembers that? Like, things just happen out of nowhere. And so, like, yes, the sensation, they could remember it, but I... I think they would recall the story and they'd be like, what was I doing right before that? Oh, I was remembering that I felt like I should get out of there. So that was a red flag for me. Um, that being said, obviously people encounter things that they feel are physical man manifestations, not my place to speculate, I guess, because it's personally never happened to me. The thing that I also thought in the storytelling that was unusual was too many details. The way they say the hands wrapped around their throat and things like that versus I've met people and they're like, that choked me, that bit me, that scratched me. They're not like that drug its nails, you know, from the most distal part of my body, you know? And I just thought that that was a red flag. Do I think it's possible that someone could have that? Yeah, do I think it's also possible that they could be half asleep and like with a really weird clinging material and being like, I'm definitely being choked. Like, I think there are too many variables um, to say for certain, but I'm leaning more on the side that this is a fabricated story to creep people out. Okay. Yeah. I, I tend to feel that way too. It, it does creep me out how it talks about hearing the voice while wearing headphones, like through you know through your headphones hearing a supernatural experience would be pretty horrifying mm -hmm. Jules what did you think about this one what kind of vibes did you pull from the story red flag you're listening to Hotel California falling asleep I yeah. think that that's <laughs> I think um I I think that again too many details like you're okay now I hear uh, a soundtrack behind your story um the only thing I can relate to, my youngest brother used to have night terrors and he used to say an old lady would choke him at night, you know? And um, so I think that lends to the possibility that either the person was having some kind of like waking nightmare or it's completely fabricated again because they're just, there's too much information. Yeah, I um, was kind of bummed out the other night. My kid had his first night terror slash yeah, so my kid had his first sleep paralysis, and he's only three. And I, I kid you not, it was he saw a spider, which is what happens to me sometimes. And I just, you know, it's an it's an odd thing because he's this little sweet, perfect little dude, and I'm like, man, I I guess I passed that on to you genetically that for some reason. Yeah, hereditary psychology. <laughs> yeah, we see spiders. Mm -hmm. And so I like, it was like four in the morning. I had to strip the sheets on his bed. We had to go through every stuffed animal. I had to pull the like frame up, like just so, cause he, he literally ran to the corner of the room, got in a ball and 
was just horrified. And then, so I kind of explained to him, like, sometimes we have dreams that seem so real that it's really hard to tell the difference, you know, the best I could explain to a toddler, but yeah, he has held on to that though. Like he does not want to mess with bugs now. Like we're outside and he's like, ah, no. And I'm like, it's, it's okay. Most bugs are completely fine, bud. But, uh, anyway, that's a, a little detour from me. So it sounds like maybe we're on the fence of this one being a creepypasta um, with the caveat that some people do experience similar things to what they wrote. And it could, that's a good point. It could be a night terror. That's, I had not considered that. Mm -hmm. Um this episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, on to the next story. All right, this one is a pretty short one. It's called Ghost on the Beach. This happened in 2021 in the middle of the summer at Myrtle Beach. Me and my boyfriend had gotten a suite on the beach to celebrate our four-year anniversary. We'd walked on the beach until around 11 p.m. when we decided to go back to our room since my significant other's stomach was bothering him. 
We get back in the room and he decides to lay down. I decided to go on the balcony and watch the ocean under the night sky. Our hotel room was between the fifth and eighth floor and the beach completely lit up for miles both ways. A lot of teenagers were on the beach directly below me, partying and shooting fireworks. I watched entertained while they shot a huge firework in the sky. Suddenly, without thinking, my eyes instinctively landed on a man who was standing behind the boys who had just shot the firework. I saw this man so clearly. He was an African-American middle-aged man wearing a white t-shirt and dark shorts. He was clearly distressed, and without hesitation, the man does a 180 and starts running down the beach, away from where the fireworks were being shot. As this man got further away, I watched his body begin to vanish. I could literally see the beach through his body, when finally the faintest glow outlined his body and he completely disappeared. My body froze, and I tried calming myself as I made my way to my boyfriend, trying not to freak out about what I just saw. I still freaked out. For the rest of the night, we both heard a lot of weird noises. It started with the toilet seat in our own bathroom slamming down and the dishes in our cabinets being rattled. We both heard noises and barely got any sleep that entire night. Yeesh. All right, Jules. So we got a vanishing man on the beach. I honestly, I don't think I've ever heard in my interviews a story quite like this one. What about you? Have you ever experienced or heard something like this? I mean, you have stories from like the Victorians talking about people walking up and down stairs and vanishing, obviously, like apparitions. Um, I've never heard of somebody seeing a full body apparition, like legs, head, body, torso, the whole thing um, disappearing. So to me, that sounds like fantastical. Um, it also sounds like maybe possibly there was enough fireworks going off that the the there was smoke and some like there's some kind of factor that goes into it that could have I don't know made this person disappear in that sense I also think because fireworks are going off yeah like your dishes are going to rattle your toilet seat could slam down it's shaking the windows you know I that's how I think I live in an area where they settle fireworks constantly so (laughs) do I do I think that it's a creepy pasta do I think it's a fake story no but do I think that there is an explanation for what happened and what this person was seeing Yes. Like, do I think it could be real? Yes, I do. I'm such a child. Every time I hear a story about a haunted toilet, it makes me giggle inside. I I just, you know, I just, it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I have never heard a ghost on the beach story. Like, I I think this is the first one. I just, I don't know something about the tropicalness of, of a beach and the water. I'm just thinking, I don't think anybody has ever shared with me a story of like, yeah, I was on the beach and I saw this you know, thing happened, paranormal experience. So that's what kind of struck me about this one. Um, Becky, what are your thoughts on this one? I'm going to be honest. I 100% believe this story for a few reasons. Number one, it doesn't fit into a stereotypical paranormal experience, which I get it. Anyone can make anything up other than, you know, like I know that there's people that say like, oh, they vanished. But like, it just sounds so random that I don't know how someone could craft something. If I'm going to write a story, I'm not going to write about someone running away. I also believe that what if a spirit was 
I'm going to check out what the people are doing. And then when they started blowing stuff up, they were like, I'm out of here. Like I'm gone. Yeah. Myrtle beach, <laughs> especially. So, yeah. so I believe that I, I believe how that would be like, what is this anyway? Or, you know, and you think about the beach, you probably see ghosts on the beach. Like, I know that's a trope, like this cold, like main beach where the water's mm. cold and icy. And you see this frigid, like woman in white waiting for her, her lover to return. I get that but this we probably experience ghosts on the beach and don't realize they're ghosts because there's so many other people and mm. they don't vanish and the fact that this one vanished is the only thing that triggered that alarm the rest of the stuff yeah i would say they saw that happen and it freaked them out and they continue to pay like hyper focus on all of the things going on in their atmosphere your toilet seat probably does fall down from time to time and you don't think anything of it and the only reason they did is because they saw that mm-hmm. I, uh, this is going to be a real test to my friendship with you guys, but I'm going to share an embarrassing story. So my wife and I lived in this one house. Uh, maybe we had been, been together probably about four years or whatever. And this specific house, it was in like in the city proper of Atlanta. And it, it only had one bathroom, two bedrooms, one bathroom. And she texted me one day and she was like, Oh my God, somebody forgot to flush the toilet, like insinuating that I had. And and at first I was like, no, you know, we had that repair guy come over. He must have uh he must have gone to the bathroom and forgot to flush. She's like, no, it was after that. I was like, oh man, it's it's that ghost, those ghost poops that keep keep happening. There's a, there's a barking spider. He left, <laughs> left, a, left a present in the toilet. <laughs> and she did not find it as amusing as, as I did. <laughs> But um, anyway, all right, guys, well, we did it. That's another episode of Real or Creepy. Jules, where can our fans find all your amazing content? Our fans, your fans, can find me at The Hex Baby on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Awesome. And Becky, where can, I fa- our, where can our fans find all your amazing content? I can be found on TikTok and Instagram as My Bloody Galentine. All right, y'all. Well, that is another episode of Real or Creepy. Stay tuned till next time. Greetings, adventurers. Today, we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.